This is the NBL Show. Play NBL Fantasy for free. You could win $5,000 plus daily prizes at nbl.com.au slash fantasy. Uh, it's a very good evening to you and welcome to the NBL Show. Big thanks to BP, a cracking hour and a half edition of the first serve uh, we're here for the NBL show, of course, Sam Hargraves, NBL champ, Peter Hooley, getting to the pointy end of the year. Uh, the round has been completed tonight. That round of 20, Melbourne United and Cairns have finished up just moments ago. 101 to 76, Melbourne United, just too good uh, for Cairns, who have endured a tough season and have got a lot of players out. It's a very different looking lineup to what started. Uh, the main numbers are for those who are just keeping tabs. Scotty Hobson had 21 points to lead all comers. 16 for Dave Barlow and Jock Landale, who had seven rebounds as well. Mason Peatling uh, was the main cleaner of the glass with 11. Nate Jawai had six of those. 16 for Mirko Jerick, who's had a, a good couple of weeks. Uh, he had uh, three assists as well. Pete Woolley, hello to you. Hey, mate. Good to see you. It's wonderful to see you. Um, and uh, if you're listening now, we uh, are wishing... You all the best if you're in a lockdown uh, part of Australia. Uh, I hope you're getting through okay. Uh, and we hope that we can just bring you a little bit of uh, what you need in terms of NBL, mate. Um, another fantastic round. And, geez, it's really heating up nicely. Let's start, though, by just uh, congratulating all the teams uh, for the way in which they honoured Indigenous round. It's uh, something that we're seeing across most sports in Australia now. And, and each code does it brilliantly. And, and the NBL um, absolutely uh, can be proud of how they honoured the contributions from uh, their Indigenous players over the history of the game, not only to the game, but to the country as well. Uh, it, it was very nicely done. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? I mean, the welcome to country before every game was awesome to see. Uh, uh, and all the meaning behind all the, the jerseys looked fantastic, but each yep. individual story made it that much more unique and special. And uh, everybody loved uh, what they could bring. And and I'm sure those jerseys have flown off the shelves. But an interesting thing that's been raised by Liam Sanmarie is he thinks that a couple of teams might adopt just a part of the Indigenous jersey to put on next year's jersey is a full-time thing, which I think Fantastic. would be great. That, that, that conversation's happening in the AFL a lot as well, mm. where there's a clash jumper every year. Why not make an Indigenous jumper as your clash jumper and, you, and every second week you can 100%. be honouring your Indigenous history to, to your club? So I love the fact that the uh, the teams are doing that. And there was a brilliant article and a, and a really beautiful post by Brendan Tees uh, from the Adelaide 36ers, whose uh, partner uh, is Indigenous and she has two Indigenous daughters. Uh, and I just thought that was extraordinary how he expressed the importance of the round to him as someone who's married into an Indigenous family. We've got four players currently with Indigenous backgrounds playing, but uh, he auctioned off the shoes that had been designed, which was really special. And if you haven't read that article, it's on nbl.com.au. Tommy Hertz has uh, written that. And uh, you could just, a lot of emotion in the round as well, especially for the Indigenous players, but also for um, the, the teams as well. And what I love about it is with so many imports, in the league, and we know this from what San Antonio did several years ago, um, where Coach Popovich actually got Paddy Mills up uh, to speak. Uh, I think it was during NADOC week mm. uh, in Australia. He, he he got Paddy Mills up to do a presentation uh, on Indigenous history to his American teammates. So we, we it's not only that we're honouring the history uh, from an Australian point of view, but for the in, for, but for the import players who come over, they take that knowledge back. They do. Yeah, no, it's great uh, for that. And uh, everybody else who maybe doesn't fully understand and you gets to dive into it more. And it's just such a cool thing to, as we said, the, the individual stories behind each separate jersey. 
really paints that picture that it really helps everybody else jump along for that ride. Who did who did you like? Who did you like? Oh, it was tough. Very I was, tough. You I've can't been, really pick a one favorite. The Kings one looked really nice. I think it was just the the black jersey Very with the powerful, contrast. I really yeah. liked that one. Um, they all looked good. The Wildcats one looked really nice as well. They yeah, all looked really. It good. did. Every club did it beautifully, uh, and we congratulate them on that. Uh, let's go through the round because we've got to get to the Hooli hierarchy as well. Uh, former Sydney King captain Brad Rosen is going to join us. Fascinating to see uh, where their season sits at the moment uh, when they've only got two games to play. So we're going to go to the teams that are still in it. There's six teams, Pete, that can still play finals mm. mathematically. Yep. We will go through their runs home yep. uh, before the end of the show as well. But let's work our way through round 20. And it started off with uh, the Taipans losing to Brisbane, which we expected. And there were two teams that we pointed to this round that said, cannot lose if you want to stay in touch. Brisbane was one of them, and they did a pretty good job. Illawarra, who we'll speak about. Mojave King, the next star, had his best ever game, I think. 25 points from him. Nathan Sobey's brilliant season continued with 21 points. That was a tick for the bullets that they needed mm. to get. 100%. Yeah, they, they can't lose any. Uh, going forward and still got a tough run home, but uh, they did what they had to do this past round. Perth 81 defeated the King 67. That was a scoreline that really surprised me, given that no Bryce Cotton for the rest of the season now for Perth. And if you want to know why Perth, we always say the best coach team uh, in the competition, with all due respect uh, to Dean Vickerman, who we love, uh, to Brian Gorgian, uh, who is the greatest coach that's ever been in the NBL. But at the moment, you cannot find a better coached and more well-drilled side than Perth. You lose the best player in the competition after losing three very good players Mm. from last year's team, and you think, well, that's it for Perth. But no, they beat a contender, a top-four contender, the Kings, by 14 points. And in Cotton's absence, Blanfield has 23. Mooney has another double-double. You set your watch to that. They were fantastic. They were. Um, And the reason why they're so successful and why Trev's such a good coach, because all year he's been playing these development players, these young guys, to Mm. give them confidence for... Who knows what can happen later in the season? Yep. So Luke Travers started the year as starting power forward, got benched, barely played in the middle of the season. All of a sudden, he's having some of his best games now because Bryce Cotton's out. Uh, Jared Bairstow's come back in. He's been terrific. He's just given all the confidence to the young guys, and that was a massive win. I expected Sydney to go over there and win well. So that was big for the Wildcats. Um I wonder if Sydney thought that too. Mm, well, they did just come back from New Zealand, and it was uh, not the regular New travel, Zealand yep. trip. So that's a big trip from New Zealand over to Perth. Uh, New Zealand lost to the Hawks. So they'd been having a nice little run to finish off the year, getting wins at home in front of mm. uh, their compatriots, which was a beautiful thing. And, and we we're happy for them because of what they've given to the competition this year, spending 90% of it uh, on the road. Uh, they lost to Laney had 24, but Tyler Harvey and the Hawks have been the story of the round. He had 30 points and five assists. Uh, they have to win. Uh, and they did this round and they're up to third uh, on the ladder. Well, they are because of the game you were about to talk about, the Phoenix versus the Taipans. All of a sudden, every single game now for the next next round holds some weight in what happens in the final ladder picture because there might be – there's obviously two teams locked in, but no position is locked in just yet. So we talk about what the Phoenix couldn't do, <laughs> and it was lose games. Correct. So they lost a game that they really shouldn't have to Cairns. No disrespect to Cairns. Mm. But when you look at the players that Cairns didn't have, uh, they were a depleted side and – it wasn't, in the end, a seven-point win. Um, Yanni Wetzel had 25 points. It was a shining light for South East Melbourne. But uh, Deng had 22 points. And it was Mirko Jerick who had those four three-pointers in that three-minute patch mm. down the stretch. They went at 60% from outside the arc, Cairns. And that 
has put that, that, that that's just a, a cross they couldn't afford to have. No, the Phoenix, absolutely not. Uh, they were up sixteen midway through the third oh, quarter that's to right. lose that game. That's and, right. Uh, you can put the, the way the tight ends are playing now. As you said, nothing to play for. It's a bit of an anomaly where you're coming up against this team, but uh, a lot has happened. They had to get out of Melbourne really quick, so there's yep. so much that they've had to go through mentally that maybe just threw them a little bit. But again, you've got to take care of business in that one. The Kings uh, rebounded from the loss uh, to the to Perth back at home, and didn't they do it uh, in a in thrilling oh. fashion? The double overtime, two point win against Melbourne United. So Sean Bruce has his best game for the year, 21 points. Casper Ware had 16. Craig Moller got uh, the best on court mm. uh, award. Um, he had 11 rebounds and five assists. Landale had a double-double, 23 and 11 rebounds. And Mitch McCarron had nine assists. But what a performance from the Kings. It was gutsy, wasn't it? I mean, double overtime, they just hung in there. And Melbourne United missed some key free throws down the stretch. And they say free throws win games. When you have hit, uh, when you miss four out of five in the last 30 seconds, you're not going to do yourself any favours. And Shaley missed a layup in regulation to win it. Uh, so that's all happening, but what a win for the Kings. They had to win that. Their season was absolutely done and dusted if they didn't win that game and they put some pressure back on the Hawks. Uh, and all of a sudden, it's going to be an interesting week. So the Hawks are 97 or 83, uh, emphatic victory over the 36ers. Tyler Harvey again, 23 points, five assists. Uh, and for the 36ers, oh, as we know, Josh Kitty's headed overseas to take part in Boomers Camp to get ready for the NBA draft. So they're a little depleted. Um, but Sunday, Detch had 15 points. Uh, Keanu Pinder had a really good game. Double-double for him, 11 rebounds, 11 points, which would have been something he'd be incredibly proud of uh, from a personal point of view, given it was Indigenous round. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he's been coming good to the late part of this yep. season, Keanu Pinder. And the Sixers have struggled, obviously. No Josh Kitty, but... Uh, just the way they went about that game was really disappointing, and uh, I'm sure they'll want to end the season on a right note. Brisbane maintain uh, the hunt. Uh, mm. They had a 12-point win over New Zealand, uh, which was the second-last game of the round tonight. Uh, Melbourne beating Cairns, so capped off the round. So Levi Randolph had 30 points, That the import that came in. Iverson had 17 rebounds for the, uh, for the breakers. But Lamar Patterson... Uh, just seems to be getting back into cohesion with his former teammates. Now back at the Bullets, uh, getting a little bit fitter with more court time mm. each week. He had 21 points, five assists. Nathan Sobey uh, turned provider in this game, 15 points but seven assists. And Jason Kadee had nine dimes as well. Brisbane, as we said, just have to keep winning to keep themselves in contention, and they did that. They do. Uh, it's exactly right. It's uh, the ladder's getting very, very tight around those the three and four spots. So i uh, got to keep winning and, and playing good basketball as well because a couple of teams' percentages is really what's going to be the big worry for them uh, when it comes to those final placings. So let's have a look at, at that ladder. So Melbourne United, lock them in. They're done. They've got two games to go in the year. They'll play Perth and the 36ers in the next round, the final round uh, of the regular season. Mm. Uh, they're 25 and eight. So lock them in. Uh, Perth are 25 and nine. So... They've got three games to go, if I'm not mistaken. No, they've got two games to go. Sorry. Uh, they've got two games to go, which is Illawarra and Melbourne. So it's a tough, but, but that's mm. what you want. You want to be coming in 100%. playing the best teams. So they're in second, lock them in. This is where it gets interesting. Illawarra, 19 and 15 for the year. They're in third, just a win clear of Southeast Melbourne, but they've played an extra game. So Southeast Melbourne are going to have three games to finish off the year. They're on 18 wins for the year. The Kings are on 17 wins and the Bullets are on 16. They're the only teams that can make it. So, Pete, United 1, Perth 2, Illawarra 3, South East Melbourne 4, Sydney 5, Brisbane 6. Illawarra have Perth and Sydney to finish. South East Melbourne go Brisbane, New Zealand, Brisbane. Sydney go Illawarra, Brisbane. And Brisbane go 
South East Melbourne, Sydney, South East Melbourne. Who makes it? Oh, I think we're going to just see the Hawks uh, and the Phoenix, I, I believe, right now. I and mean, you look at the percentages, uh, Brisbane's done. 97% overall. They can't catch anybody. So they have to win all their games and then win them win well, well enough. So yep. it's it's very it's not going to happen. We've seen some crazy things. It's not going to happen. Have. Uh, but I think the, the Phoenix will, will come... Third, I think it's going to be harder because it comes down to it, and the Kings are they're playing some inspired basketball. That win over Melbourne United really could help them, but again, their percentage is just a little bit better than the Hawks, so they're about 0.2 percent better. So if they win, they've got to make sure that they do take care of business against the Hawks, which is really whoever wins that game coming up. Uh, their next game I think it's on Thursday, I think. Whoever wins that game, or maybe it's Saturday. Whoever wins that, it will probably get in. So Illawarra and Perth on Tuesday, New Zealand Cairns Wednesday, Phoenix Bullets Wednesday, Hawks Kings Thursday, um, Wildcats Melbourne on Friday, New Zealand Southeast Melbourne Saturday, Kings Bullets Saturday, United. 36 is on Sunday, and Bullets and Phoenix will finish off the regular season on Tuesday. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, we saw last time the, the Phoenix had three games in a round. They they won them all and won them well. But remember the Bullets last year? They had to win by, I think it was 39 to get into the finals, the last game of the season, and they came out and won by 40 something. It was an insane game from the Brisbane Bullets. So, uh, as we said, we've seen some crazy things happen, so we could see some more. So we've got to get uh, Brad Rosen on, on the other side of this, but there's a schedule change as well. So Wednesday night's game between the Phoenix and the Bullets was to be played at John Kane Arena. It's now going to be at Cairns Pop-Up Arena with no fans in attendance for that game. I'm going to take your final four that you've just predicted as your holy hierarchy. Correct. Just lock them both in. Mm. Done and dusted. We'll compare it next week to where you started the season. Ooh. That'll be interesting. Oh, no. Brad Rosen is going to join us next, former Sydney Kings captain, as we look ahead to the final round uh, of a regular season round of, of 2021. Just repeating, United beat Cairns tonight. Sam Hargraves, Pete Hooley, NBL Show, SEN. You're listening to the NBL Show. Play NBL Fantasy for free. You could win $5,000 plus daily prizes at nbl.com.au slash fantasy. Sam Hargraves, Pete Hooley with you. Don't forget you can watch Hungry Jacks NBL on SBS Viceland, ESPN, SBS On Demand and Twitch. All games before 7.30, SBS Viceland, all games after. They're on ESPN, all games streamed, SBS On Demand and Twitch. Uh, Pete Hooley, you and I weren't there tonight to see Melbourne United pretty much dominate uh, the Cairns mm. Titans. But a man that was, was a former Kings captain. Uh, he's a friend of the show. Uh, he was there covering it for the NBL. And he joins us here, which is timely, given finals just around the corner, uh, an area that he knows very well. Brad Rosen's been good enough to jump on. Hello, mate. Good evening, boys. How are we? Uh, very well, thanks. How did you see it tonight? Uh, Melbourne bouncing back uh, from that double overtime loss to the Kings in the most comprehensive of fashion against an undermanned Cairns. Clinical. Yeah, that's the word, clinical. They needed to get the win and they needed to get it easy. And that's what they did tonight. I thought Jock Landale's start was outstanding. A couple of little silly fouls got him to sit on the bench. Dave Barlow came on. Scotty Hobson was outstanding. So great game all round. And they were just absolutely clinical tonight. Well, Brad, as Sam said, they had to bounce back. Uh, that game against the Kings is one of the best games we've seen for a long time. Double overtime. But just talk about it from a Kings perspective when... They were in New Zealand, had to tra- in the country New Zealand as well, had to travel all the way to Perth and was disappointing there, come back, land late Friday night and then take the latter leaders and championship favourites to double overtime and scrape out a win. That is huge for them considering where they're at in this season. 
yeah, you're so right, Pete. That was just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, they lose that game. They knew their season was over. And Melbourne, you know, had chances to win it as well. But Sean Bruce was great. Uh, I thought, you know, um, uh, James Hunter has been unbelievable. Uh, Mm. Jordan Hunter, sorry. Jordan Hunter has been unbelievable this season. And he's just been a rock down low for them. Casper Ware was, you know, played his role. But... I just thought the whole team was great. And that dunk from Xavier Cooks, well, you just saw the crowd go nuts after that one. So it was a great win. Uh, it keeps the series alive uh, for them to make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, obviously I uh, hope they can do it. Speaking of Xavier Cooks, you wouldn't have to have a little update on, on what happened because he looked a little ginger at one point. I was calling that game and uh, started the third quarter in the three minutes and dominated. Had a couple of O-boards, putbacks, and a, a good defensive play. Subbed himself out, came on for a minute in the fourth quarter and immediately subbed himself back out. Now, I heard it might have been a corky or something. Do you have any update on that? Yeah, my my mail, but uh, look, you know, they, they, they keep things pretty close to their chest, <laughs> the old Sydney Kings. But my mail is that it was his back. So okay. he came down and jolted a little bit. So my understanding is it's nothing bad. Thank God it's nothing to do with the foot or the injury mm. that kept him out for the whole season. But uh, look, hopefully for their sake, they need him. And uh, they play Thursday night against Illawarra in Illawarra. And Illawarra go to play Perth tomorrow night as well. So there's a big week coming up for them. So the Kings will be zoned in on that one. And uh, they will be looking to get their one against their little brother, as it's called, <laughs> over here in Sydney. So, Brad, uh, I don't know if uh, Pete uh, it was going to admit this to you on air, but I'll throw him under the bus. He doesn't have Sydney making uh, finals. Um, where yep, do you? Neither s- do I. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, who for you is your final four, and who do you think is actually playing the best basketball heading in to finals? We've just got a round to go. Either two or three games, which depending on which team you're looking at, uh, who's your top four, and who's playing the best basketball going into finals for you? Well, I've said it for a while. I don't think the four will change the way it is. I really think South East Melbourne, they burped that one up the other night that yeah. they lost uh, up there in Cairns. They had an opportunity to steal third spot, stay there and play Perth, who are going to be without the MVP. And if I would have taken that any time possible, now they look like they may get in fourth, although Illawarra have got to run home still. But Perth, uh, sorry, South East got to play Brisbane twice as well. Mm. And Brisbane are trying to make that four. So I don't see any changes. It's going to be who's going to get that third or fourth spot. But right now, can you believe you'd be saying this? You'd want to be playing Perth in that first round without Bryce Cotton. Well, You're I think, a chance. I was saying the same as you until this current COVID situation in Victoria. I don't know how it's going to play out, but that could be potentially the Phoenix might have to play a lot of their games, if not all of them, over at, in Perth. Will that change it, even though there is no Bryce Cotton, if that does happen? Well, yeah, I mean, you look at Melbourne United now. They're flying to Perth uh, on Wednesday to play them. And then they were supposed to play Adelaide at home, which is now going to be in Adelaide. Mm. So they do not know what's going to happen. And the Phoenix are going to be exactly the same. Where are they going to play these finals? And, you know, you fight all year to become one, two, three, and four. And potentially you can't get some home games. So it would be a shame. But look, I think the NBL have done an outstanding job mm. with the way they've rolled with the punches with, with COVID. Uh, no one can predict that. And, um, you know, it's, it's been brilliant. But it is such a shame for these teams. And let's hope they can keep the game rolling. I'll ask this to both of you because you know the NBL so much better than I. But given how flexible and how innovative the NBL can be and has the ability to be because they are nimble, they... They, 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 it's, they're not as beholden to a broadcast deal as maybe some other mm. games are. They need the fans mm. there. Do, could you see a situation where if it extends in Victoria that maybe they go, we're just going to press pause here. You guys go back, keep training, 
Keep scrimmaging, keep fit. But when we get, cl- we will just press pause on this. We will come back and play finals when we can get people there. Is that a possibility? No, I don't. The Olympics. No, I can't see that. Uh, yeah, not the Olympics. No, absolutely. any other year, yeah, maybe. Got, ah, yeah. there you go. Do you two learn a gentleman? When you got Tokyo coming around the corner, and not to mention the next season starts in October. <laughs> yeah, true. So you've got guys now that you know they they got to do their deal. They got to get ready for next season. Where am I moving to? Am I staying where I am? They got to get that done. Not to mention that in theory, the three import rule comes back next year. So these clubs, um, as much as this season's been great, that they're, they're already looking for next year. So, yeah, there's a lot to get done between now and October when the next one starts. Well, speaking of the next season, um, before we let you go, I'm going to ask you quickly. I know the awards are all there, but let's talk about the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Who, who do we want to see them announce as a signing first? Who would you love to be that first marquee player for the Tasmania Jack Jumpers? Don't ask me why, but I would just love to see uh, Della Vadova. Mm. I just think it would be Wouldn't just a be fantastic huge? thing for that sport. Uh, Delhi's, you know, still got enough in him to be able to go around, and I mm. just think it would be such a boost for that country, uh, for our sport. I was lucky enough when I played, I played against the Hobart Devils, and I used to love going down there and playing in Tasmania. So it's fantastic that they're coming back, and, oh, geez, wouldn't it be good? But, there's, you know, I mean, I, you know, Nick Kay, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, these guys that are, you know, floating around, but I'd love to. Gee, that's, that's sellable, isn't it, Brad Rosen? That's as sellable as it gets. Matthew Delvedover, NBA champion, play with LeBron James. Nick Kay, the best power forward. Uh, th- that is as sellable as it gets, and that would be an out-and-out coup. Hey, mate, we've got to let you go, but thanks so much. Uh, nicely done tonight uh, in the coverage of the game and business end of the season. It's very exciting. Uh, fingers crossed for your Kings, but we're not expecting much. Hey, uh, enjoy <laughs> no, the finals. we're not finals. expecting much. We're not expecting much, but go those Kings. Come on, boys. Fire up. Uh, Brad Rosen, former Sydney Kings captain. You can see him and hear him uh, on the NBL broadcast. Pete Hooley, it's been wonderful. Mate, next week. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you can watch Hungry Jacks NBL on SBS Viceland, ESPN, uh, SBS On Demand and Twitch. All games before 7.30. SBS Viceland, all games after. ESPN, all games. SBS On Demand and Twitch. Uh, That's it from us. Have a great night. Uh, AFL Exchange is up next.